Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. <laughs> what? That was such a random <laughs> countdown. Emma, I love how you're so surprised by the countdown every single because time we film. I don't know what numbers you got, but mine went... Seven, eight, seventeen, sixteen. What? And really? then it just went into Yeah, that's why. Because I get the most random numbers. I think you just get normal, like yeah, I think conventional I countdown ten to one. <laughs> My numbers are all over the fucking place. I never know what I'm gonna get. It's like it's literally like number like wang. Riley on countdown. Or what number wang, yes. A cooler reference. <laughs> Riley on countdown. Um <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Hi guys. Hi Emily. Hi everyone. Hello. hello. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Hi, hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Gap Your Diaries podcast called A Postcard from Costa Rica. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> something, something a bit different this time. Anyway, <laughs> yes, welcome. Welcome to the episode, Rachel. As, yes. as is convention, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. how you are, even though I know, but I'm going to ask again. How are you? Um, I'm really good, thank you. Uh, I have been just going all around, wanging around the country. I've been to Brighton, I've been to Norwich, <laughs> I've been to Wales, I've been to Southampton. And Sounds like you've London. been on tour. Yeah, I feel like I have, like UK tour 2021. Like I'm going to buy you a hoodie with all Rachel's tour dates on the back. <laughs> I'd love that. Can I order that from you? Like Can you Brecon Beacons, that? August 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would really recommend Brecon Beacons. Me and um, Chris were on that holiday together and we were like, we felt like middle-aged couple, happy on a little walking holiday. We loved it. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. What what of the beacons did you Brecon? <laughs> what did the um <laughs> We saw some waterfalls um, and uh, we sang the song, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Well, I did in my head. I don't know if Chris did, but you have to. We saw some sunflowers. You don't know if Chris did in his head. <laughs> we have no... <laughs> I don't know. Um, we could tap in. Yeah, that would be quite, oh my gosh, that would be quite. An, anyway, um, then uh, we went to go and see some sunflowers and some beaches and um, I scaled the side of a steep valley, which was very exciting. Ooh, wow. I think that was my favourite bit. Yeah, it was quite dramatic. Chris was like, I don't know if this is the right way. No, no, me oh. and Chris. I was like, Chris, it is. We'll, we'll You know, we're going to be good. And he called me a little mountain goat, which I took real pride Aww. in. Do you know he what? I got called a mountain goat on my holiday as well. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should re-nickname the, the Gap Year Diaries to the Gap Goat Diaries. That doesn't work. Yeah, that's much more um, <laughs> much more accessible. <laughs> um, much more SEO friendly. Um, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. There's, no. more. There's more to tell. Is there, is there more? What else? Oh yeah, just, just many seeing friends, seeing family, having wonderful, wonderful times like that. Um, no, honestly, just having like literally the best time ever. Um, Aww. yeah. No, I've had, I've had a wonderful time, wonderful time traveling around. Um, so you may have noticed, 
hopefully you have <laughs> but you may have noticed that um we haven't been popping out our usual thursday eps for a, for a little while um and that you know hopefully that's uh you know really you've taken that hard hopefully you've been upset about it um but <laughs> but yes the reason for that is we have been taking a brief hiatus Rachel and I did just have a brief discussion about how to pronounce that word because I originally mm. said hiatus. Do you remember that band in like 2008 that were called like Flip Chart Hiatus or whatever? Why are you asking me of all people? I don't of know. course I don't. <laughs> I mean, I barely remember. Them. <laughs> I think they were cool for about one day in me. <laughs> anyway, hiatus, hiatus, we've taken one of them. Um, just really to kind of recoup to to do summer pursuits. Mm. Rachel's obviously moved back from Thailand and that comes with a wealth of admin. Um, but mm. we're ready and raring to go. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for series de Peru. Series two Peru. Very good. I like that. I like that. Um, um, so you've heard my tour of the UK 2021. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to? How are you? The Rachel Headline you? Um, Yeah, I've mainly just been living my life, doing my job in the office. But even just being in the office is a joy for me, to be honest. Um primarily because of the coffee machine I won't lie um <laughs> but also because of my lovely colleagues who I haven't really got to know very well until recently because of obviously COVID um haven't really been chatting IRL with them so yeah it's been really lovely to just have some nice days and just eat lunch with people and mm. I even uh went I even joined my work basketball club <laughs> which was ludicrous and stupid <laughs> but I was like why not you know <laughs> I'm sick of having a year where I couldn't join basketball clubs randomly despite having zero experience or prowess of basketball <laughs> you've got that height though you've got the height oh my god Rachel everyone says this but yeah a tall person a basketball player does not make like <laughs> we can't just say that every tall person is a good basketball player otherwise we wouldn't be able to move for NBA stars <laughs> There is more to it than that, I can tell you. But anyway, I had my first little training sesh and the guy that is training us, one of my colleagues, bless him, um, said to me afterwards that I was definitely not as bad as I made out I would be, which I am taking to mean I was excellent. So (laughs) You take that. Feeling pretty proud of myself after that. Even um, though you said to me it sound, felt like I was more playing netball, but... <laughs> I definitely was just playing netball. I absolutely wasn't playing basketball. But, you know, they have similarities in that there's a ball. Yep. And, <laughs> and there's hands. And a net, yes. <laughs> um, and in addition to that, last week, I went on a little walking holiday of my own to the Isle mm. of Skye. Um, the water Isle looks amazing. <laughs> Honestly, the Isle of Skye is insane. I don't know if this is a hot take. I feel like people know that, but um, I can confirm that it is stunning. Um, and the water, yeah, was. We went to a beach that literally could have been the Caribbean. Um, it really looked like Thailand. Weather. Well, I was like, in, where like, is she? <laughs> there is no way that is Scotland. <laughs> Imagine if I'd just gone to Thailand, like, psych. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sky like, now on the red list. <laughs> yeah, just going to Thailand. There's no better time. Um, no, obviously I was not. But yes, uh, we were very lucky with the weather, actually. But anyway, this is boring hairdresser chat. So that's what I've been doing. That's what you've been doing. And here we are, back at the mics, back on the recording software. <laughs> yeah. Could try to plug waving? it in again. <laughs> Are you just waving? <laughs> Hi. It's only you, isn't it? I do sometimes yeah, feel like the audience is with us, which is so lovely to think. <laughs> one day, think. one day maybe. Well, in this episode, they are more than ever. Yes. So excited. 
Okay, so for this episode, as we said, it's called A Postcard from Costa Rica. And we went on Instagram and we asked our lovely listeners to see if you had any questions for Emily and I. And we said we they could be on anything about us traveling, about any kind of clarification, any stories. And we got your amazing questions in. In fact, Emily and I, just before this episode, decided to make it a little bit of a slight game show feel. So we put all <laughs> your questions into a wheel of names where we can spin it which is very and I'm exciting wearing a sequined waistcoat yes she is. <laughs> a sequined waistcoat and we've put all of your names into this wheel so we'll spin it and I know you can't see the wheel but it's very colorful and <laughs> rainbow like it's very child friendly <laughs> um, and to accompany our lovely wheel uh, we have found these fun sound effects so we're going to be using a drum roll sound effect so we'll spin the wheel and you'll hear this sound <laughs> and uh, then we'll announce the name and we'll announce your question me and emily <laughs> you're loving that <laughs> i just love how it's like so obvious that we've just discovered the sound effects function and we're like, Woo! <laughs> wow look at what's being given um and uh, yeah what was i saying yes yeah, so we have both answered your questions on our little document beforehand i've not read any of emily's answers except one so i'm looking forward to seeing emily's answers for this too so well, yeah yeah so let's <laughs> i can't get... remember them so i'm looking forward to seeing them too <laughs> so um let's get into it should we do the first question Absolutely. Let's go for I'm it. I'm going to spin the wheel. Do you want to do your All sound effect? All right. Spinning the wheel. Spinning the wheel. It's a question from Sarah. Sarah. Yay. Um, so it's Sarah's. So some people asked more than one question, which was lovely. Our cup well and truly run over, ran over. Um, so this is the second question from Sarah. Your question <laughs> was, what was the most amazing thing you saw? Um, okay. Well, so I will take this first. I will take this question. Um, <laughs> question from the floor. <laughs> oh, um, I've written. Um, I feel this is cheating, but I truly feel it was the largest turtle in the world. Um, think of the size of a two-seater sofa sitting under the palm tree in the moonlight. It was wild. The moon was not as in wild. It was a party. I mean, it was a truly wild. <laughs> it was wild. Wild, <laughs> wild, wild setting. <laughs> the, the turtle was wild. The moon was full in the sky and it was nature at its best in all its wondrousness. Um, cheating as I spoke about this before. So yes, you may have heard listeners about this turtle. I have actually got it, a little tattoo of it heard. in my ankle. You obviously have heard. <laughs> you obviously may have heard. And you this may is have heard tell of it on the grapevine. <laughs> um, and this little um, moment in my life is my one and only tattoo I have on my left foot and my ankle because it was just so wonderful. I just wanted a little memory of it. Um, so yeah, it was seeing Luna the turtle that I nicknamed Luna. Um, thank you, Sarah, for that question to get us started. Um, Sarah, I mean, not Sarah, Emily, <laughs> what was, what was the answer to Sarah's question there? What was the most amazing thing that you saw? Well, I mean, I think I could take this in different directions, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, I'll take it in the wholesome direction, primarily, okay. which would be, yeah, similar to yours. We saw, like Costa Rica is obviously famous for its biodiversity. Um, and we saw 
some of the most incredible animals well mm. certainly they're the most incredible animals i've ever seen and obviously all of them were as rachel said wild <laughs> they were wild <laughs> wild animals they were out of control um no they weren't out of control but obviously we saw these animals in yeah in the wild not in captivity which is something that as a person that's grown up in like you know the uk western culture you're quite used to seeing incredible animals behind bars in zoos yeah um but we saw things like obviously turtles, obs, um, tripped over turtles, you know, <laughs> like well, I don't know if we told that story, but <laughs> it's out now. <laughs> um well, we saw an anteater, like literally just in the Costa Rican jungle. We saw like an anteater just eating ants. I guess that's what they do. Yeah. Um we saw sloths. Clues in the name, obviously. Clues in the name, yeah. Um we saw spider monkeys famously, or you know, we we saw you know what Rachel claims as a spider monkey no we did see spider monkeys we saw howler monkeys heard howler monkeys we saw caimans um caimans Caimans. we saw the absolute whole gamut of incredible animals and iguanas Um, and iguanas yet forgetting I mean I'm gonna forget because there were just so many Mm. amazing animals that would just sort of just cruise up to you and you'd be like Jesus Christ (laughs) um but other than that, amazing things came in all different forms. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing to see uh, what the Panama-Costa Rica border considered to be passport control. It was amazing to see um, an emergency passport in real life. Yeah. It was amazing to see uh, Rachel staring into space while that local guy <laughs> tried to get her attention. <laughs> and of course, it was amazing to see toe shoes out and about uh in the wild <laughs> so, yeah um all of those things and it, and it, another amazing thing was uh what our what our faces looked like after two weeks in the costa rican jungle without sort of um normal levels of cleanliness or makeup um all of those things were amazing <laughs> to see it was also and i'll say this is my very last thing it was also amazing to see how much food Rachel crammed into her tiny, <laughs> tiny body during that trip to the mall after we got back from Gandalf. Oh, I've never seen anything quite like that before or since. <laughs> um, so so I, like how, I like how I put like, this is cheating because I spoke about it before. And then Emma was like, I'm sorry, a I've whole repertoire. <laughs> yeah, I know. The I'm most sorry. Amazing but I mean, thing. we have spoken about most of it before. <laughs> we have, we have, we have. Is there one M that you would say is the most amazing of that whole wonderful list? I think I think the anteater, which I know mm. is I've just plucked that from my mind, and probably now I'm, when I listen back, I'm going to be like, why would I pick an anteater out of all those animals? <laughs> but I think it's just because you you know, like I if I try to conjure an anteater to mind, I think it's very you know my only image of it is like from a book or like from the internet mm-hmm. like i've never seen an anteater in real life like i've seen sloths in a zoo mm-hmm. i've seen came well crocodiles in a zoo i've seen spider monkeys in a zoo etc cetera, etc cetera. but um though that anteater was amazing and also we weren't expecting to see it which is there and we were just like <laughs> like oh my god and then i um whoever we were with on patrol that night probably gyro was like oh that's an anteater Wow. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> and it was like, it had its feet up a tree, like looking for ants, I can only assume. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, it might have been the night where my shoes were full of ants and I could have been like, here you go, <laughs> have these converses. 
<laughs> tasty meal Enjoy. lies at my feet <laughs> like a buffet for you <laughs> but also I, I also do want to say like I know you said pick one but I also do want to say that what really took my breath away was the size of the turtles because I think we just had no idea how enormous yes. and amazing they were so uh, yeah all well, of as those I said they're, la- they're the largest turtles in the world those ones yeah yeah. yeah yeah and um it yeah i mean costa rica is the kind of country where there's amazing things around every turn so we were certainly not uh wanting amazing uh, not left wanting amazing scenes that's my answer to that question awesome awesome so okay. i hope that answered your question dear sarah thank you for that <laughs> i hope thank that you. incredibly long and rambling answer <laughs> has answered your question <laughs> thank you um Shall we return to the Wheel of Curiosity? The Wheel of Curiosity must be spun. Um, yes, let me... Okay. All right, let me get my little sound effect. All right, ready? And... It's Charlie slash Rachel's dad. Oh, it's Charlie slash my dad, Michael Hunter. <laughs> Michael Hunter Esquire. So the reason that we've combined these two is because they asked us the same question. Mm, double question. Um, double question, which was interesting. And the question was, how many times did you hear the words Pura Vida to the closest thousand <laughs> whilst you were in Costa Rica? Um, I don't think they both phrased it exactly the same, so that would be quite freaky. <laughs> but um, both were curious to know um, how many times we heard the phrase Pura Vida. Um, this is a great question. And a question that we we hoped would come up because we realised that after we'd done all these episodes of Costa Rica, we hadn't actually even mentioned Pura Vida. I know, not once. So Pura Vida is a phrase that the Costa Ricans say um, a lot, as you can probably gather from the how this question was phrased. Um, literally translated, it means pure life. Um, and it's a kind of Costa Rican saying and also kind of a way of living. Um, I looked it up on Wikipedia because I didn't want to be, you know, culturally insensitive to think that I know, you know, what Pura Vida is all about as a person that's been to Costa Rica once in my entire life. Um, so I turned to Wikipedia. Emily, Emily, would... Emily, I've just, yes. I got sucked in to paying £2 a month towards Wikipedia for a question. Oh. And then I realised I forgot to even look up the answer to that question. So I still don't know the answer to it, but <laughs> they've got £2 a month. I got into a bit they got of a they, yeah. they got my £2 a month for it. I yeah. mean, they deserve that. They put so much work in. But they anyway, really the Wikipedia page for Pura Vida says this. The phrase can be used both as a greeting or a farewell, as an answer expressing that things are going well, as a way of giving thanks or showing appreciation. In modern day usage, the saying goes beyond its simple translation. It's a way of life. It's a perspective to live that evokes a spirit that is carefree, laid back and optimistic. So that's what uh, Wikipedia says. Now, I think it would be easy at this juncture to just be like, yeah, Costa Rica, Pura Vida, it's all about that. Obviously, Costa Rica is a country full of people who are all complex human beings. They have problems just like everyone else. It's not like the whole country is just living this sort of Pura Vida life, like mm. where they're all just chill and laid back and they don't have any worries because like, that's really reductive to suggest that. That's not the case. But you certainly did feel that Pura Vida kind of uh seeped into a lot of different aspects of the culture it was a very like everyone was you know that we met was certainly incredibly kind and jovial of of disposition towards us certainly mm-hmm. um and yes we did hear people saying Peravita <laughs> on a probably sort of five minutely basis i'd estimate 
Do you think that's accurate? <laughs> yeah, it was a very common, it was probably the most common phrase we we did here. And I agree with everything that you said about not making it reductive, but it is interesting that this question came up twice. Um, so yeah, it's quite a well-known phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it, I think it's been used in like, you know, names of restaurants. It's a very welcome phrase, as you said as well. It's not, it's not from what I understand a derogatory phrase at all either. No, no, and it's quite like no. a complimentary, it's a complimentary thing. Um, yeah. and yeah, as you said here, uh, it does ring true, uh, through the whole way whole time that we were in Costa Rica and one little piece of evidence that I noticed being out there was a lot of the clocks either weren't there or just were broken and I kept noticing that time and time again oh time and time again but yeah time after time (laughs) time after time (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true and I think it's a cliche obviously to say like I'd certainly with the Caribbean islands there's that thing to say like island time or whatever but, you know, cliches come from somewhere. And um, you're right, like, that was something that we noticed a lot is that there wasn't a, a wealth of functioning clocks, I'd mm-hmm. say, um, which was quite a bit, uh, I wouldn't go as far as say a culture shock, so that's a bit dramatic, but it was quite a change of culture to what we're used to. And obviously, we didn't have functioning phones. So um, I don't think either of us wore a watch. So it was quite hard for us to sort of <laughs> <laughs> adhere to <laughs> time constraints, <laughs> linear time. Um but yeah, you're right. We, you know, but everyone, you know, everyone got where they needed to be. Things happened. It's yeah. just that they happened at potentially a bit more of a leisurely pace than we used to. Yeah. Um, we did obviously experience that slightly in the police station whereby we were hysterical and the guy who was uh, typing up our report was absolutely not hysterical at all. And that's obviously largely due to the fact that that was his job and he did that every single day. And, you know, our situation was not in any way remarkable to him. But I do kind of feel like that, you know, he was he was just a Costa Rican man doing his job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a yeah, reader. yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I struggle to think of an equivalent phrase in English, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Um, uh, I mean, there's. I can't help here, but add in a little Thai knowledge. But um, a similar. There's a similar phrase that's called chai yen yen, which means like oh, to okay. chill out, or also yeah. my pen my pen lie or my my pen rai, as it's meant to be said, uh, and that means like no worries, don't worry about it, like my pen rai, my pen rai. It's just yeah, pura vida. It has that similar right. similar take on it. Yeah, there you are. It reminds me of. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that must be that kind of similar phrase there. Hakuna Matata, exactly. I love yeah. how the English don't really have it. <laughs> I mean, of course not, because our culture is based on anxiousness and worry 24-7. <laughs> so I think uh, if we had an equivalent phrase, it would be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think sorry. I think it's similar to the Canadians, isn't it? Like, say sorry. It's too late now to say sorry. Never in England, Justin. It's never too late to say sorry. Um, anyway, I think that's probably enough of that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've hammered that through. Hope that's okay for you, Dad and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that's okay, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> As if I call him Mr. Hunter. <laughs> like, never once. <laughs> Sir Hunter. <laughs> um, let's go back to the Wheel of Curiosity. It's Hannah with her first question. Hannah, dear sweet Hannah, Hannah. Okay, so I'm reading the question from our lovely Hannah. Shout out to her music page, Umigu, if you are somebody who's really interested in cool techno vibe music. Um, 
please go and check her out. Umigu, she's even on Spotify as well. And she's got new music coming out. She's absolutely amazing. The hours that she's poured in. So if you want some fresh tunes, it's quite underground, then uh, go check her out. <laughs> Such an MC. It's a bit underground, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you want something new right right on the scene, you know, as my oh, dad sure. says, finger on the pulse. That's his favourite little thing to say. <laughs> Go and see Umigu. Uh, right, so Hannah's question is, one piece of advice for planning a three-month travelling trip, what would it be? What an excellent question. So, that so good. Question. And very specific yeah. also, which I love in a question. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Wait, I'll, let... <laughs> Sorry. I'll let you take the lead. What's wrong? Why are you laughing? No, no, I'm laughing because I like how my answer is so long and yours is like one sentence. Because I feel like that's why I was going to say, do you want to take the lead on answering this question? Because you've written a thesis. (laughs) Okay, it's best that we get going with it right now. Okay, so (laughs) we're losing the light. (laughs) Uh, So our one piece of advice for planning a three month traveling trip is this. Oh, I've written such a good question. I think it's as simple as thinking about when you come home. Which story would you most want to share with your loved ones? When you think about going there, what three to five things do you envision seeing or doing? If you keep those at the forefront of your mind, you'll find your plans of money, transport and accommodation will all slot into place much more easily with that vision in mind. Plus, you'll find it less time-wasting if you've got a shorter amount of time there and it will give you more of a reason to not overdrink and get hungover, which could spoil a day and that you may not get back so easily. Unless you want to party. In that case, go nuts. Um, <laughs> Absolutely go nuts. <laughs> it's part of the fun. It really is. Um, also, don't worry about how touristy it is. If you have your reasons for doing it or seeing it as... As Oh, okay. Um, as long as you do your research, don't let anyone stop you. You will often find people along your journey who may want to see it too, or who, or who can give you some great advice along the way. Emily, do you have um, any... <laughs> Emily, what's your, your answer to this? <laughs> My one piece of advice for planning a three-month travelling trip yep. would be that there is no situation that will arise, <laughs> I can guarantee, that will require water purification tablets <laughs> and that is my one piece of advice for you wow i think rachel's different headspaces <laughs> different headspaces but i think two pieces of advice of equal validity no yours is much much more valid but yeah don't buy water purification tablets it's absolutely not necessary um but i think that thing you said about like picking out the key things you want to see and mm. trying to keep that list fairly achievable Mm -hmm. is really 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 important because it's you can't like you're going to like i think people often are just absolutely launching into even though i've said i think people often um think like this sounds really patronizing sorry i'm guilty of this too i think people often have the mindset of like if they've been to a country they're like that's done but Mm. you can't you can't experience a whole country really ever like unless you live in it for a prolonged period of time like you know you've lived in thailand for four years i feel like you've probably and you've traveled around a lot you've probably soaked up you probably Mm. feel like you've experienced thailand but i think unless you've done something like that you can't experience a whole country so you have to be realistic about the things that you want to see and you have to pick out the highlights um you're never gonna be like i've like i would never say I've done Costa Rica. Like, I absolutely yeah. haven't. I went to three individual places in an entire country. But yeah. Um, so I think you just have to, like, be realistic about what you can achieve. And yeah, like Rachel says, just pick out the absolute things that you're going to remember and treasure. 
I absolutely agree with you with the like, oh, I've done it. I mean, it's a very arrogant statement to say I've done I've done a country. Maybe you could yeah. say like, uh, you know, if you go to I don't know, I love um, an, a specific attraction and say, oh, I've done that one. That's that's fair enough. But to say you've done an entire country. No, you haven't. Mm. <laughs> it's something that like I don't know. I don't know if this is true now. Obviously, now is a, is a tricky time because of COVID. So everything's a bit different now. But I don't know if this is true in more recent years. Mm. But it's certainly when we were traveling it was something that you heard people say quite often like oh have you done Peru or whatever and like I think it, I have think you been to about, is better to yeah say. like have you been to or have you visited or whatever like I think that's, that's much more accurate and more yeah. open and it, yeah because mm. and then it's like I like I really have found that um Something else I used to do was count countries and be like, oh, I want to get to, I want to have been to 40 30. countries by the time I'm 30 and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've kind of, you know, I mean, it's really obvious. It's absolutely not a hot take, but I kind of like know now that that's silly. And it's like, there's, there's so much joy to be had from going back to a place that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, time and time again, even if it's like the same place in the same country, like that's, that's a really lovely way of traveling. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is massively, massively tangential, but you know. no, but <laughs> there I, you go. <laughs> I felt like what just, a great question. Elicited such a response. It's such a great, it's such a great question, and I hope that our answer was 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 okay because I recognise it's slightly obvious that like if you're going to go somewhere, you're probably going to go to somewhere because you like it. But I really, really do think it does hone in because you can get swallowed up with so many different plans, and as we were both saying, just having those bits that you want to go and see. Um, you'll find everything does slot in quite nicely. So yeah, um, right, Love that. cool. Let's Back go to, to the wheel, wheel of, of curiosity. curiosity. <laughs> Spinning. Rachel Sandek, please, of your choice. It's best kept secrets travel. Woo! Oh, exciting! A fellow podcast, a fellow travel podcast. We've shouted them out before, but we'll shout them out once more. Um, an excellent podcast hosted by two great lads um just yeah chatting about travel um and they what sent us a question want? what more could you absolutely want mm. um and their question is <laughs> the following what are each other's most annoying habits um i think this is uh, although incendiary i think this is quite an interesting question because obviously when you're traveling with someone especially for like the length of time that we travel together mm. um famously five months um, it does mean that you get to experience like their entire personality in in its full force <laughs> in a way that is very rare and like every single shade of their personality because you go through so many you're in so many situations when you're traveling that are like a mundane but also be extraordinary so you go from literally the extraordinary to the mundane and you see how people react to all of those all, all situations in between um so yeah, you're often in very extreme and unusual situations and that can elicit very raw emotions. Mm -hmm. So uh, I did struggle to answer this question and I know that sounds like, oh my God, Rachel, I struggle because I love you. But honestly, like I really did struggle because I wouldn't say that there's things that annoy me as such. But um, I think what I came up with, <laughs> what I plucked from my brain was that, <laughs> as uh, mentioned before, I'm quite a naturally anxious person. Um, I'm sort of constantly worried about everything, basically, but also, but primarily, again, as mentioned before, what people think of me, whether I look stupid. Um, Rachel is a much more authentically expressive individual, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're much more free in that way. I think you do, you genuinely don't really care about what people think. And um, I think 
I obviously knew that about you before we went traveling together, but I kind of found that hard to navigate at first because when, you know, when you're like two white young women who are fools and you're dropped into a country (laughs) that's not, you know, like a, a, well, in this case, it was a Central American country. So you didn't necessarily look like you were from there. You, well, I think, I think regardless of the fact that we don't, well, you know, you less so than I, because you're incredibly fair of skin. Yeah. <laughs> but like, regardless of the fact that we don't necessarily look local, um, we were so f- bloody obviously travellers with our <laughs> ludicrous backpacks, ridiculous outfits, and general simple water purifying tapes, water tablets. purifying t- tablets like, falling around <laughs> in our wake. Um, but I think like we were already drawing attention anyway, and I think we were already conspicuous anyway. So I think I found that hard to deal with. And because, Rachel, you don't care, you just carried on being your authentic self. And I think <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Rachel, can you just like be a bit more like discreet at first? <laughs> I really remember feeling like that. But um, I do think that it didn't take me too long to realise that actually I need that in a, not only a travel partner, but also in a friend. I need someone that 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 is like that because it it forces me out of my stupid anxious little like shell and makes me like you know experience things that I might not necessarily experience otherwise um and so I think although this is probably not the kind of dishy gossip that um good old best kept secret travel we're hoping for <laughs> with the answer to this question um I do think that like that did I I wouldn't go as far as say annoy but it was something that I found a- attention with at first but it didn't take long for that to actually become something that I treasured. Aww. Aww. Love you. Love you, babe. Love you, boo. Well, I echo Emily on this one being a very uh, divisive question. <laughs> Political. <laughs> um, but uh, I Andrew want to... <laughs> Robert Peston. <laughs> sorry, just saying names of political yes, pundits sorry. for no reason. There we go. <laughs> Why? Um, I will say that bless Emily for dealing with my upfront personality. Um, <laughs> for those who know me, yeah, I do not hold back. This has caused some issues in my life as well. And uh, she had to witness this each and every single time as well. So that must have been quite intense for you. And I probably didn't even realise that was even happening or you were feeling that way. So I do, you know, on my younger behalf, I'm very sorry for that but bless you you for take it in such stride my goodness me um so my answer for this is I also genuinely struggled to answer this question um because I we really did have the best time and what the the thing with Em and I is when we did I think we said this on the previous episode but when we have argued we learn to just communicate what we were feeling and we could tell very quickly and it would be an immediate priority to sort it out and whether that be taking a walk or talking about it or just leaving it for a bit like we did didn't we yeah we did yeah like we understand how to navigate that Mm, we Um, we definitely did so my one is more about spending money um, which I feel like if you have ever traveled with somebody else before, I think this is probably an issue that would crop up because um, it's you know difficult in any relationship, I think. But I was the one that was like, let's go spending the money. Yay. <laughs> I was had that very much mindset of let's go. Let's be frivolous. We only live once, you know, low, yo, low, low, low. <laughs> 
YOLO. <laughs> YOLO before it became popular was my <laughs> um, mindset. And I was like, wanted to you spend it on... You were the originator of YOLO. Yeah, I was the OG on that one. Um, we wanted to spend it on mad shit, basically. And Emily, being very sensible, was like, no, don't be ridiculous. And now how tables have turned. So I'm now... Really <laughs> I'm now more of like a religious borderlining on this cult of Dave Ramsey. If you ever want to get out of debt or you are struggling financially, go to Dave Ramsey's website. He will change your way of thinking. And then you can be critical about it and consider how best it is for you. But he is a good starting place. Um, So I've learned a lot from him. Whereas, so I, I like to save. Though at the moment I've been spending a lot because, you know, 2K21, Rachel on tour around the UK. But um, <laughs> Emily, what did you do today? <laughs> We were having this conversation earlier and we were saying how it was interesting that the tables have turned in that way because I am very much a, I wouldn't go as far as say a spendthrift, but I I am fairly frivolous with my money and I evidenced this by showing Rachel what I had literally bought this very day, which is a A4 print of a sort of artist's impression of, this is so niche, but like, I don't know if anyone, 90s kids, UK 90s kids remembers the show SMTV Live. It was like a kid's breakfast show where they did this segment. It was Ant and Dec presented it and they did this segment with like a donkey that only had two legs. No, not two (laughs) legs. A a donkey that had three legs and it was called Wonky Donkey and the kids used to ring in and try and like guess the name. Anyway, an artist I follow on Instagram has done a print of Wonky Donkey. (laughs) And I immediately saw it and was like, yep, that's getting my money. <laughs> How did so the song go like, wonky donkey, I'll never get back. Like, wonky, wonky donkey. donkey. <laughs> it went exactly like that. Yeah, there was nothing else to it other than wonky donkey. <laughs> and 20 and years on. Phone in and they just wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to Emily, get it. Emily, I bet you phoned in. So angry. Did, did you phone in? And oh my God, deck? every week. Yeah, <laughs> oh. every week. But I always knew the answer, but I never got through. Oh. I was like, I know. Oh. but now i have my print so yes uh rachel will oh save God. every last penny i will spend money on ludicrous <laughs> prints from independent illustrators of 90s cult tv shows and i wonder why i can't pay my rent every month <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh uh, i think that's a good a good answer to that question yeah I hope best kept secrets travel we're happy with that uh, they better they've be. also got a shout out so they've got a lot from us <laughs> Yeah, for the previous app and today. But best kept thinking, thank you very much for your question. We, yes, we love you. it. Thank you for your question. Cheers. Sorry, being, being a dick about it for no reason. <laughs> thank you for your question. We're grateful for your question is the correct response. Okay, the Wheel of Curiosity. Here it goes again. It's Joseph. Joseph. Hello. Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Yeah, you did. Your question is on here. We got it loud and clear. <laughs> yes, Joseph. We did see it. <laughs> and here it is. Here it is. The system worked. <laughs> Rachel, do you want to read it out? Of course. Okay. So, Joseph, your question that you dialed on in like a 90s kid <laughs> on the phone was how much Spanish did you use and how much was pointing at things and miming? Um I think I will answer this question first, Joseph. Absolutely none is my answer. Absolutely <laughs> none. Um, Emily did a very darned best to teach me, but um, despaired when it came to me using it in real life. I was too slow, too confused. Languages honestly don't come that easily to me. Whereas for people like Emily in this world, she sort of absorbs them like, you know, lyrics from songs. She's also very good at that. And uh, it just sort of, 
It just, you know, she can hear it once and she'll know it. It takes me a good few times. I have to think of little mnemonics or movements or weird random ideas to attach to words. Like I have to really go through a process. It doesn't just absorb in me. Um, <laughs> so I find it quite tricky. So it but was, Rachel, you uh, did yes. know the words sombreros. Yeah, but Lest it was for the wrong thing, wasn't it? It was meaning hat, and I meant it was. Sense. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> really, but bad. I just wanted to give you that one. You know, bless you. One little, uh, little. But shout um, out. but that's not to say I didn't try to learn. As I said, Emily no, did teach me the numbers, try. and I, this has never been mentioned on the podcast before. But when I was in year six, I did have some Spanish lessons in hot crawl <gasps> in the school. Yeah, no I did when I was in year six. So there were a oh. few bits I knew, but it was so, so rusty. And you were so yeah. good at it because you also did, as famously as we know, GCSE Spanish. So, um, so <laughs> nothing knew- on this podcast has got more airtime than my GCSE <laughs> <Yeah>. Spanish. <laughs> so true. So true. So that leads quite nicely on to Emily. Off you go. Yeah, you answer well- that. Yeah, well, as as we've said many times, my GCSE Spanish was literally stretched to its absolute limit. Um, <laughs> Rachel and I did go... So the school we went to, because Rachel and I obviously famously went to the same school, the school we went to was a language school. So I did really try hard with my Spanish. Um, and let's be honest, there was a lot yeah, uh, required of my Spanish <laughs> throughout the trip. <laughs> there were a lot of things that I needed to explain to various uh, figures of authority. Um, but there was... There was a lot of inventive gesticulating for sure, as as Joseph asks. Um, I was amazed actually at how quickly my Spanish developed. Um, but I think that's just by virtue of being in a country where everyone is speaking that language and you kind of just have to speak it to get by. Um, so like I really did notice quite a difference between what my Spanish was like when we first arrived in Costa Rica to when we left. Um, I will say when we left Peru, because as soon as we went into Chile, it was a different story because Chilean Spanish is mad. Like it's it's very much its own dialect and I did not understand any of it. Like it was mm. actually like a different language to me. So by the time we left Peru, my Spanish had got a lot better. But how it is now is... Uh, <laughs> you're having, you're having lessons it. though, aren't you now? And you're not living I in am, Spain. Yeah. Or it's, it, it's no, I'm not living in Spain. It's much harder to learn a language when you're not in the country. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very, very true. Much harder. So anyway, yeah. Um, thanks for your question, Joseph. A good question. Yeah, should we cheers, spin the Joseph. Wheel, the we wheel shall. Of curiosity Thank you, again? Joseph, for that. Hope you're having a lovely day. <laughs> yes, hope you're having a lovely day, Joseph. <laughs> Saying Joseph a million times. Okay, Rachel. Oh yes. Okay. Uh... <laughs> it's oh. Hannah's second question. Hannah. Hannah hey. again. What's been the best part about creating the podcast series? That's a lovely question. It's a actually. great question. Hannah, you are bringing the questions. In fact, you all are, honestly. We've loved yeah, answering these. These are great questions. Yeah, they're they're really much good. better than we could ever have come up they with. They really ourselves. were. We did try. <laughs> these are, these are <laughs> we so much tried better. And we threw them away. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, do you want to go first, Rach? Yeah. I'll, uh, oh, no, wait. I answered the last few. But no, Emily, uh, you go. You go. You answer Hannah's lovely question. All right, then. I will. Um, well, I've always wanted to do my own podcast because I absolutely love the sound of my own voice, which I think is coming across. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's like the fact that Rachel was the one, like the person that's actually sort of encouraged me to do it and actually kind of, you know, been the per- the driving force behind, like, because you came to me with this idea. It came to me as if I'm some sort of mogul. <laughs> You said this idea to me <laughs> like a dragon's den, <laughs> like I'm Deprimida. Like, mm, yeah, um, 
you had this idea and I think it's a reflection of how our our friendship dynamic worked throughout the trip it's like you were like let's just do it why not and I was like yeah getting like getting swept away like why not we can do a bloody podcast (laughs) and we have um but I think we started doing this podcast in lockdown when, uh, you know, at a time when we, like everyone, had very little on and were sort of feeling very um, caged in, feeling a bit depressed about everything, feeling just generally a bit low. And I think we just needed to, like, mentally go back to a time in our lives where we were, like, the opposite of all of those things. And we mm. were just, like, young and mm. free and experiencing new things and on adventures every single day. I think that was kind of, like, that, that to me, was what, oh, what really getting, like nostalgic just like yeah how you're explaining it oh had a little emotional flutter it's it's literally do it like having well it's not obviously but it's the best thing uh, second best thing to like having the whole trip again because we get to sort of like relive every single like memory over again in sequence as it happened um and obviously take all you guys along with us and it has been the absolute best antidote to the lockdown malaise i'm gonna use that word um as well as just being a lovely thing for Rachel and I to do. Yeah. Like, I think it's just really, like, you know, made our connection even stronger. Yeah, for um, sure. I assume you feel much the same, but... Yeah, I mean, add. I'm going to be answering my... Because I've just got um, responses to what you've said, but I'm going to answer with what I've written here and then we'll reflect. So, honestly, um, I have loved this entire process. Um, I have loved having um, this passion project and it's so fun to be able to be as be creative together as well. And, you know, we what what kind of happened was our friend uh was a guest on a podcast and I was listening to him and I thought, this is kind of cool, like listening to him being on this podcast. And I was washing up at the time, like all true story, washing up at the time, and then this wonderful idea just sort of smacked me in the middle of nowhere and said, How about you and Emily do a podcast about your gap year? And it was so like glistening gold, how about you do this idea? And I just got so wrapped up so quickly that I had to kind of like calm myself down and be like, okay, but like do you know the first thing about doing a podcast? No, not a single thing would Emily like it I was I just wasn't quite sure um and uh, anyway I rang you up and you were well on board with it because I did remember you you've always wanted to do a podcast and I thought that would actually really work um so thank god I was washing up on that day maybe that makes god, me seem like I never wash up. up no I do obviously I wash up but I don't know what I'm trying <laughs> to say that day to do my monthly washing up session. <laughs> no. oh god no that's gross though no, I, I I'm quite an avid no, washing upper um, you are you are a very cl- very clean person I can um, attest to that <laughs> um so um yeah, so I went from learning from Google, so I literally typed into Google how to do a podcast, to teaching Emily how to edit and publish final episodes. So I've learned a lot through it. Um, but I have to say the very best thing is working with my oldest and dearest friend and having a 100% open and honest value system to rely on together. So we talk about literally Emily don't we like every single little thing we discuss like to the point that we're discussing like the gaps so you know our icon our logo and it's gap year diaries we discussed about the gap in between the word gap and year and about the size of that like that is how much we care about this together you can tell I work in marketing (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) anal.com 
Um, so we can literally come together with um, any suggestions, ideas or comments or even differing opinions. We have had some times where we've differed on opinions, but we both know we can talk through it and listen to one another and come to a reasonable compromise together that works for us both. And we're not afraid to shy away from any, uh, from one another and we know how to word it to each other. So I think that's, I think that's been really great. But um yeah, uh, and to see it grow, I love seeing it grow, like to build our community of listeners. That's just been absolutely wonderful. Me and Emily said from the beginning that even if we have like literally one listener, we'd treasure that listener. And that has been the same because we've now got how many downloads, Emily? Something like... Uh, like 750. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's what number yeah. we're up to, 750 downloads. So every single one of those downloads means so much to us. So I know your question wasn't how did you start it? It was very much what's the best part, but it has been really fun to talk about the process of it. And yeah, well, yeah. that has been a big part for you, hasn't it? Being learning the whole process of putting a podcast together. Definitely. Definitely. And I can, like, I was so impressed by, like, how much you just dug into it and were like, right, we can do this. Here's how you do it. And you were just like, Emily, I've learned how to do it. And I was like, bloody hell. Like, I don't think I'd ever. I just went, oh, I can't do a podcast and continue with my life. But Rachel's like, no, I can. No, we're going to do this. We're going to learn. And we have a special shout out to uh, Music Matter. See, the Music Matter or Music Matters who have not, obviously not sponsored, but we have been, um, uh, we've got our microphones from them so thank you very much they've been brilliant and just a lot of forums and a lot of Buzzsprout has been great as well so shout out to that um, <laughs> so many shout outs in I know I know but so much goes into making it's a bit overwhelming at first like how many rules there are but essentially mm. if you are interested about making a podcast the best piece of advice I can give is have an idea you can think of 20 episodes pretty quickly like when I say pretty quickly like after a good hour of brainstorming with anyone else that you want to do it with would you say Emily what would be your best advice for anyone looking to start a podcast yeah I think that's a great piece of advice I think um what's my biggest piece of advice for doing a podcast mm. um that's really hard uh, I think just like don't be daunted by the process mm. because like I was daunted by it but Rachel put together a fucking PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to tell me everything she learned <laughs> did, did as well <laughs> sat me down on a Zoom call and was like right <laughs> and I was like oh okay wow <laughs> but you know it did really break down like okay yeah like we can do this like it's absolutely not that hard like I think you know if you have if you if you believe in it and you want to make mm. it happen it's mm. really 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 achievable I mean if mm. we can do it yeah honestly if both of us can do it my goodness me I mean I know that's so cliche like if you believe in yourself but honestly having a belief in it is such a rock yeah, because I don't believe forward. in myself and we're still doing it <laughs> <laughs> you should believe in your right I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you but okay. <laughs> I believe in the podcast <laughs> yeah we both believe in the podcast but honestly it's just like taking it down to its absolute basic building blocks typing into google questions that you have and those questions lead to wormholes and they lead to I. Um, more ideas and more like okay what do we need and like using google docs is brilliant as well shout out to google docs um but if you use- <laughs> they really need our shout out yeah they google. really yeah, do they yeah <laughs> struggling it's a this bit. little known company i don't know if you've heard of them they're called google <laughs> but yeah no honestly we just kind of sat down we had a few basic ideas and then you just the more questions and the more curious you are oh the curious well the more curious you are <laughs> the more and more questions you have and the more you want to answer and kind of get a structure in your head but yeah having the vision i mean it's all those sort of so cliche ideas but if you feel that you can't 
you can if you've got those that idea <laughs> honestly you can't. <laughs> honestly put it out there if you're like who will listen like me and emily were like honestly who on earth is gonna listen to us but we have got 750 downloads and that is absolutely unbelievable we love you all for it and thank you and yeah just that's my advice to him that's my answer to a question you didn't ask <laughs> back to the wheel of curious. thank you hannah for your wonderful question yes thank you hannah Cheers, thank Han. you for both your questions and um, we've we've got just a few more um to get through All so right. i'm spinning the wheel okay your... oh yes i've got it who's gonna be next it's gonna be chrissy chrissy chrissy's, chrissy's second question christopher um, christopher of rachel's partner fame <laughs> christopher fiance chris oh yeah sorry fiance i don't know why i said partner like <laughs> no i keep calling him that as well like you're a business partner okay um yes chris's question is what are your favorite travel writing books great question there chris great, great question. question love great, it great. love it i look forward to hearing your answer as well in fact why don't we just share your answer now emily what's... why don't we hear it now yeah, go for it <laughs> i look forward to what's happening in the next microsecond <laughs> um okay <laughs> uh well i mean my favorite travel books are um I like to refer to my own travel writing, my own published works, uh, my own teachings are always the best. Um, I can recommend Lonely Planet's Best Ever Travel Tips Edition 2. Which I actually have. Which features, which Rachel has because I bought it for her. Yeah, and I have it. I still actually <laughs> own it though. I my, brought it all the way back from Thailand with me, so I still have it. I know, book. but it is a tiny book. So, <laughs> But I bought it for you because my narcissism knows no bounds. Um, and that book features a whole uh, page of my tips on taking the perfect Instagram shot whilst you're travelling, which is absolutely vital information that's certainly not aged in any way. Um, but in all seriousness, obviously, I'm, I'm just being a dick. I obviously don't recommend my own travel writings um, because they contain such ludicrous titles as Where to Travel Based on Your Favourite Rihanna Song <laughs> and 12 of the Planet's Craziest Mini Girl Courses. <laughs> which actually got you a podcast off the back of that article well yeah but you know <laughs> I wouldn't say it's up there with Michael Palin um but in all seriousness um I am a fan of uh so just just reeling off some things I'm a fan of Leveson Wood um mainly because um he's he's hot um oh my god I remember because... your your phase of Leveson Wood it's all coming back to me oh, yeah oh I went god. through quite an intense phase of fancying Leveson Wood but <laughs> I wouldn't say uh, anyway. I'm not going to go into that. Wood for wood. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Or was that like a Harry Potter? No, that's from Harry thing. Potter. Do you remember that really yeah, amazing Buzzfeed? For Oliver Wood. Yeah, Oliver yeah. Wood. Wood for wood. I don't have as much wood for Leveson Wood as I do for Oliver Wood. To be fair, he was the OG. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Leveson Wood is a hot man. I'll say that. But he also writes books, and I have enjoyed them. Um, and uh, I. Uh, uh, struggling as if he's here <laughs> um no he writes books about his adventures he's done quite a few trips like one where he walked the length of the nile um for whatever reason he thought that was a good thing to do and he wrote a book about it and then he walked through the himalayas etc etc so i i love to read those little books um I also, obviously, the the OG, the master, Michael Palin, I recently read um, his North Korea journal, which was actually amazing. I watched the TV series after I'd read the book. Um, but it's really, really interesting, especially the he writes like a whole forward about the process of them being uh, being like getting permission to go to North Korea to film this show, which is possibly the most interesting bit of the whole book. It's quite a short book, 
but I would hugely recommend reading that. It's really, really interesting. Um, and I, so I, lo- I love to shout out the the female travel writers as well. And I, there's a couple of books that I've really enjoyed and I think are really funny and really worth a read. And um, there's one by an author called Amy Baker, or she's, she's a writer rather than an author specifically. I think she writes all sorts of things, including poetry. Um, but she's written a book called Misadventures in South America. I think it was published quite a while ago, but like as in not quite a while ago, I think it was published about like five or six years ago, but, um, it's really, really funny. And it actually reminds me a lot of me and Rachel because it's about, well, she's a lot older in the book. She's uh, our age now. She's 30 when she goes traveling in South America and she writes about her like hilarious adventures in South America. But it really like the kind of um, level of sort of craziness and funny situations really does uh, remind me of Rachel and I. So I really enjoyed reading that. Um, and sorry, just squeezing them out. And then there's uh, another book I really like is called, <laughs> another one I like is called... <laughs> There's another book by um, a writer called Geraldine Duroutier, who is married to uh, the guy who uh, he's, I think he, f- I mean, this is irrelevant. Uh, a woman called Geraldine Duroutier. Oh, no, it's not irrelevant, actually. Okay. Um, that's written by a woman called Geraldine Duroutier, who is married to, oh, I can't remember if he's the CEO or the founder of the company Moz, which Rachel, you won't know, but it's, um, it's like digital marketing tool. Oh, okay. Like, you know, um, and she, because uh, cause he got really famous really quickly, he was like traveling a lot to sort of promote his company and she would go along with him and she would like sort of travel in the times when he was busy working. And she wrote this book called All Over the Place that's just basically about her experiences of that. And she's genuinely really, really funny lady and like her writing is really brilliant. So I'd recommend that one as well. Um and if you want something a bit more serious, literally Chris was like, oh my God, I literally didn't mean for you to tell me every single book you've ever read. <laughs> I'm sure he's loving it in this I car. just love travel writing. But if yeah, Chris like, oh my God, please, fast forwarding. <laughs> but if you, if you want something a bit more serious, there's an amazing book called Tracks, um, which is, I think Robin Tennyson is the name of the author. And she writes about her experience. I think it was also made into a film. I haven't seen the film, but I've read the book and it's her account of she trained some camels in like she was from she she was she trained some camels in Alice Springs the center of Australia and she and she did a trek basically from the center of Australia to the coast um and it's a really like moving story and she did that trek um largely on her own um and yeah that book is amazing I think it was written in the 80s but it I would recommend that tracks you're welcome um (laughs) um which was the book that you gave me as a present and I read it and it was very similar to your sort of style. I think that I think that was all over the place. You, right, yeah, that's what I was recognising. That was a very funny book. I, I she was quite a yeah. similar um had similar characteristics. Yeah, she's very anxious. As yeah. Well. Like, and then I really related hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then when mad things did happen to her, she just really took it in her stride. But like yeah, anything mad really and crazy, she was okay with. But anything like slightly yeah. out, it was like, no, 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 I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. I was so glad you gave it so I didn't have to like recommend it because I was like, I would have recommended this book hard to you. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Rach? Um, well, what a wonderfully extensive list of books as well. And I'm sitting here with one. (laughs) So no, I'm like, I sit here with one book that sort of came to mind, but I, it's more, it's more my answer around the book. It's a little bit of a, sorry, Chris, it's not quite answering the question as per usual, but it's a bit of a rant. 
Um, but I have oh, said lovely. I have said great question. Um, but of all the ones I have read, uh, I love the travel book called Culture Shock of Bangkok. So it is a non-fiction style book, but written from uh, like a subjective point of view. And my uncle Graham gave it to me as a Christmas present, which I really was happy, very happy to receive. And it went into research informative and sorry. And it went into well-researched and informative uh, across a broader spectrum of subheadings about Thailand. Uh, but however, when reading this book, because it was from a male author, like on second reading, I found how I found it was very male-centric. Um, and if it, it was often written almost exclusively from the point of view of a male expat, which left me feeling quite frustrated at the tone of assumption. And maybe a poor answer, but how many times have you read a book and the pronoun is he instead of, you know, she or it? It's always he. So this book in particular, it would almost speak to you as if you were a male expat going to Thailand because it was a little bit derogatory towards women, which I found quite frustrating upon the second read it didn't really lend itself to someone who wasn't male and wasn't potentially a sex part so um but it did it did give a <laughs> did lot you of just say sex part? yeah yeah that's a that's a genuine like term yeah sex part oh really yeah oh, sorry yeah no, that's... I thought you'd accidentally no 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 it is honestly like oh a I know term. what you mean sorry yeah, that was my okay. ignorance there <laughs> that's okay no you're right um written as a, as a sort of sex pack. But then, you know, on the plus side, it did give a huge amount of information, probably one of the best I've I've seen actually on the research that he did go into in uh for Thai culture. And it was it was quite praising as well. But I did find that that was a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if you found That's that really in. interesting, Rach. Yeah, with like Oh definitely like male male uh, you know, travel is so as in uh well, travel itself, but also travel media is so male centric, mm. so male centric. It's just like an absolute, it's a joke, really. But mm. yeah, because traveling as a woman and traveling as a man is so totally different. It is. It is a very um, different. And you can hear it from like how other people explain their, you know, their stories yeah. and stuff in travel. And we, we used to see it all the time at Lonely Planet. We used to look back at like, you know, I mean, I say the old guides, to be honest, it wasn't that much better with the new guides, but the, the sheer like minimal amount of travel writers who wrote the guides who were who are female mm -hmm. it's really quite shocking mm -hmm. so um yeah no it's definitely a very very real thing we would go into it we could go into it but oh we really could to do. yeah no we really could we've got oh to spin goodness. the wheel well, we, <laughs> we will go into it more at another at another juncture yes. but yeah the wheel beckons <laughs> so back to the wheel we go and i'm gonna spin it and rachel are you ready yes i'm ready back? three two whoa no okay. wait three, two one and go Sarah's first question. Sarah. Sarah again. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Um, okay, uh, let's find this question. I've, By the way, I've Chris, thank you for that question as well. I can't oh, remember yeah, if we thanked Chris. you, but thank you I so much. I love that question. I think that's a great question. I was really, really a fan of it, as, as you could tell by the fact I blabbered on so long. Um, Sarah's question, her first question was, did you ever see the guy that Rachel accidentally <laughs> entranced with her vacant stare again? <laughs> brilliant <laughs> um so if you haven't listened to that episode which i would strongly encourage you to do it's episode six um towards the end where rachel and i are at a um a pool party was what it was advertised to us <laughs> as but in reality it was just us watching some local guys play pool whilst an incongruous mix of tunes were playing in the background um and rachel managed to 
you know, really get the attention of a local guy simply by staring vacantly off into the distance and Rachel didn't realise that he was interested, but that did not deter him. The answer to the question is never again. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, he was so damaged by Rachel's unwitting rejection that he shut himself away and has become a lifetime recluse, we can only assume. Or maybe he just carried on living his Rastafarian life, like quite happy. Maybe. We just simply don't know. It was probably (laughs) probably the latter. Possibly. He was probably way too way cool. cool for it. Um, um, my answer is very much, ha, 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 this question made me laugh out loud. And that's literally what it did. So, Great. Uh, <laughs> um, what a valuable answer. And uh, I said no. And even if I did, I highly doubt I would have noticed. <laughs> no, you'd have been just as vacant. <laughs> uh, great question there. <laughs> great question. Love it. Um, okay. A good, a good brief question. That's good for um for pacing for pace. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll spin the wheel okay. again. Rachel, you ready? It's it's curry chips and poutine. Yay! Hey, quite a quite a new hey, one hey. there. We enjoyed we enjoyed getting your question. Thank you for putting it in. Thank you. Yes. So. So Curry Chips and Poutine is a, a, another podcast um, and they are also hosted by two friends who are separated by an ocean, but the Atlantic one this time. Um, so thanks so much to you guys for uh, sending in a question. Um, Do you know what, Em? We should um, we should tag these wonderful people in our we, Instagram post. We we'll tag you. We absolutely yeah. should and we will. We will. We will. Do you know what? We will. Yep. We'll we'll extend that generosity yep. of tagging you. Yep, yep. We'll tag you in so you can hear <laughs> your you answers. Worry. It'd be really good fun. We'll tag you endlessly. Um, <laughs> but yes, Rach, have you got the question? Because I think it's... Yes, it's in yellow. That's my colour. So, oh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, behind I love the it when you ones. just reveal all the ways in which I try and make the show seamless and you're like oh yes yellow okay um just a small shout out but these colors that we have are yellow and green which is the color of Norwich if any Norwich fans Chris you're oh a Norwich God. fan there we are the, our shout outs are getting so tenuous, <laughs> tenuous. I'm holding we a should coin. do a special episode top 10 tenuous yeah. shout outs oh my God, the I love it because it has a good alliteration top 10 tenuous <laughs> Shout outs doesn't really work. Shout outs. Talk times, talk points, top 10 tenuous yes, talk, talk times. points. Yeah. Oh. Everyone knows what talk times are. <laughs> okay, right, let's get on. Let's get on with the question. Thank you, Curry Chips and Putin. Welcome to this ridiculous podcast. Um, <laughs> Costa Rica is on my list. Great, that's really awesome. Um, did you travel around independently or were you part of a group tour to be able to see the forests and wildlife? So I will answer this question here. Hello, thanks for tuning in, I have written. We spent this time, <laughs> we actually, um, no, we, we spent this time solo traveling together for this part of Costa Rica. Um, but we did do our turtle conservation with a group of other volunteers who supported us with our hostel. So shout out to Casa Yosa. So we went through a, company didn't we that said we're doing this particular two-week conservation project and then we signed up for it and that's how we got the hostel and the details and where to go and so on and so forth and that's when we managed to arrive there relatively safe and sound um uh, but everything else uh, in Costa Rica, we did ourselves. So we went to Monteverde ourselves. We went to the other hostel by ourselves. We went around San Jose by ourselves. But uh, yeah, we we kind of mixed the general trip. I know you're talking about Costa Rica, but we missed our we mixed up our general trip with uh, solo tours and and group tours. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, 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 that's how we did it. So it was, so it was um, the Costa Rica Language Academy was sort of involved in that's sort of, it, in yeah, kind that's of like it. Get, getting us. Like I think they sort of bought the bits together, mm. and they were involved in kind of like making sure that we had somewhere to stay when we got to Costa Rica, and then we knew like how to get to the the project. Or we say that they they <laughs> made sure that we knew how to get the bus to Sixola. Uh, which was, you know, uh, famously not what the project was. And then we were kind of on our own trying to find our way to the project. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how we ended up in Casa Yosis. Um But yeah, because I remember like they'd booked it for us, but we saw the pictures of it online, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like, so, because I think in previous episodes, we say like that that we loved it because it was like our first hostel, blah, blah, blah. And I think we said that we booked it ourselves, but I think you're right. Actually, we we may have been like, sort of recommended it by Costa Rica Language Academy. Yeah. Um, but we certainly uh, kept going back to it of our own accord, I will say that. I think that it was only the initial time just after we'd arrived that they'd organised for us. The rest of it was us just being like, we love this hostel where <laughs> our passports get stolen, our food gets stolen and there's electrocution showers. Let's get back in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've I've kind of said like, Obviously, we did do a lot of it ourselves, but this is really nothing to be proud of because we were like woefully underprepared and under researched for the whole trip. Um, Hence, water purifying tablets, water purification tablets. <laughs> but we were so young um, and inexperienced, um, and also like we did have that second day trauma of having Rachel's passport stolen, which did kind of make mean that we kind yeah. of had to stay in one place. Yeah, that really did did affect um, how we could travel because I think. I think, and Rachel, you may disagree, but I think you will agree that if that hadn't have happened, we probably would have visited a fair few other places in Costa Rica, but we mm-hmm. had to kind of stay by the embassy. Yeah. Um, for, for certainly the, those last, I think it was like three weeks or something, maybe not quite that long, but it was, no, it wasn't three weeks. It was like a week and a half, I think, was like the last sort of time that we were in San Jose, and just waiting for your passport. I actually think on the back of that, it's really good to know that the embassy is in well, this was 10 years ago, but the embassy is in Costa Rica because the closest one, I think, was in Washington, wasn't it? In America. So good luck without your passport trying to cross that border. So Costa Rica is probably a good place to start your trip with the link of the embassy there. Yeah, Yeah, you're quite right, actually. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, we were so bloody lucky. Yeah, we really were. That it was there. (laughs) Oh, we were. I mean, it was a pain to get, but yeah. Um, But what would you say, Emily, to recommend? Would you recommend solo travelling or group tours? Like, what would you say if someone was asking you that question? Um, I would definitely say, like, what we did, like, as a mix. I think there's so, so much to be said for a group tour, provided that you choose it well, obviously, Mm. like, um, you know, you can you can definitely easily find group tours these days that are work within the local community, yeah. give back to the local community, yeah. make sure that the money goes to where it's supposed to go and advocate for sustainable travel, which we didn't do the research into that at the time because we were young and ignorant. But knowing that now, I definitely would. Um, so I think, yeah, like I would definitely advocate for group travel because it's a great way to like, you know, it's a great way to have a relaxed time, but still see a lot of stuff. Yes. And also obviously to meet a load of like minded people. Yeah, that's so fun. Um, but traveling on your own is very character building. Yeah. And I say on your own because obviously we weren't on our own because we had each other. But traveling like on our own as a duo mm. um, was very, very character building, I'd say. And it really pushed our problem solving skills to their absolute limits <laughs> um, in a good way, mm. like in a way that's really benefited us yes. throughout our lives. Yeah. So I would definitely say like a, a combo 
Yes. Is a good one. Yeah. And they, that you can then get best of both worlds. And I would probably recommend, uh, going with a group tour first, if it's, especially if your first time you're feeling a little bit anxious about it. And then once you get comfortable with it, then you can try single, um, solo traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very yeah. good, good shout. I think that's quite sensible. Um, yeah. Very sensible. So we have only one question we left. Do. So it seems ridiculous to spin the wheel of curiosity, <laughs> but we can if you want. Um, Why not? One or we final can just launch spin. Let's spin it again. All right. It's. <laughs> and shockingly, it's Chris. Chris's first, first question, Chris. Um, top of the Top of the pile. Um, Chris's top of the pops. First question. <laughs> Some of the pops. Oh, oh, <laughs> Which was? So, Chris asks, do you feel you could have spent longer in Costa Rica or was the time you were there enough? Oh, very good question for that. Really, a really good question to have at the end as well. Yeah. It kind of leads, um, which obviously we didn't plan. No, we actually we honestly didn't. work in its own mysterious <laughs> ways. Um, shall, I, shall I go? Yeah, go for it. Um, I would say, as we said earlier, like the idea of doing a country and having done a country, like we saw such a small proportion of Costa Rica. We were there for a month. Mm. Um, and as we say, we could have seen more if we didn't have the passport trauma to deal with. But um, we tried our best, I'd say. Well, we and did. I think like because we because we had that experience of um, having to navigate our way to our uh, conservation project on our own. Um, we kind of like, I felt like that was quite a good experience of like the country in all its raw glory, mm. um, in that like we weren't sort of ferried anywhere and, and, you know, we had, we were just meeting locals and talking to them. Um, there are loads, there, there are loads, there is loads of Costa Rica left to see, obviously, like absolutely tons of it. And even though it's a relatively small country, it's an incredibly diverse country. Um, the landscapes are very diverse, very beautiful. Um, as I said oh, earlier, stunning. it's got one of the, it's got one of, if not the, I think it's like one of, if not the most biodiverse countries in the world, something like that. So yeah, as we said earlier, like it's, it's, uh, biodiversity is incredible. I think it's like, well, it's definitely one of the most biodiverse countries mm. in the world. I, like, I think the most biodiverse country in the world is Brazil, but Brazil is obviously like a million times the size of Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> like Costa Rica is so tiny. Um, but yes, as we've said, we spent much of our time in the embassy and in Cassiopeia's, <laughs> which although were fantastic times, um, I wouldn't say a highlight of a uh, trip to Costa Rica I wouldn't recommend <laughs> yeah, yeah. those as like top of the list get straight to Casa Yosef immediately <laughs> and stay there for days on end like we did um I would love to see Montezuma um in fact I would love to see well because we didn't do really anything on the um west coast no we didn't we did our uh we did our volunteering project on the uh, on the southeast point of Costa Rica and then Monteverde is sort of central north um so we didn't really go to the Pacific side much at all. Um, but that's where you find like the stunning white sand, blue sea beaches. Yeah. Like that's where the sort of like showstopper beaches are on that side of the, of the country. Whereas our um, Caribbean so was more like darker sands. It had a much yeah. more earthy feel to it. Yeah, it did. It did. It was a different kind of beautiful beach. Yeah. Um, but if you want the sort of like, you know, postcard, like resort vibe, that's very much on the Pacific side. Yeah. Um, which we didn't, yeah, we didn't see. But yeah, places like Montezuma, I'd love to go to. And um, I'd really love, you know, I'd love to travel so much to Central America. I I, I really feel like it's a, a place that I 
feel really drawn to so um, i really i'm, I'm definitely planning I, I really feel that you would love mexico not that i've been to mexico but just i yeah, know I someone who has spoken about mexico so so highly and i think god yeah that mm-hmm. would really match um um yeah i think it looks very a very interesting um place to to visit <laughs> um rachel what about you what do you think um yeah do so to remind the question do you feel you could have spent longer in costa rica or was there enough time um that's always such a very difficult question to ask because as we've spoken about beforehand um how much time can you ever have to explore one country um so i think it boils down to um right how much do i want to see and I, how much do i want to stick to it but you've got to give a bit of pacing in between that to go off the beaten track a little bit so i would say the short answer is yes uh, i believe we had a good amount of time in in costa rica as i said it was a bit of a shame about the passport and the embassy thing that happened but it did shape the trip uh as i said it was very rich and vibrant country but the long answer i would say is no i feel no amount of time is enough as I said, to see one country. And I believe you always have more to learn and to discover in any country you travel or or live in. Um, But I do feel like you do get to a point when you start to get quite excited about the next country. You start to get that like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to somewhere a little bit new and and different. Not that where you are isn't any good. It's not like that. It's just, you know, you've got only a set amount of time to see as much as you can. Does that make sense? Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, you could spend as much time as... I mean, you could live in Costa Rica and you'd be very happy, Pura Vida. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I certainly would. But, yeah, I think, as you say, like, we had a pace to our trip and I think a month felt like a good amount of time. Um, and certainly, yeah, from what from the experiences we had, I think we did we did our best in terms of seeing as much of it as we could yeah um whilst we were chained to san jose trying to get your passport um but anyway yeah. that is the end yeah. of the questions so thank you very much listeners that um concludes our very first postcard type episode we will be doing one of these episodes at the end of each of our country so that marks um the end of season one feel like yeah. it does yeah um it marks the <laughs> the end of season one uh so thank you very much for all of your questions they were so much fun to answer and record and we hope we answered them all to your liking so you can subscribe if you haven't already you can follow us you can share us with a friend and if you are going to follow us we're on instagram that is us on instagram <laughs> at gap year diaries podcast come join the party the party and uh, stop by and say <laughs> hello <laughs> stop by and say hello we love hearing from you honestly we do bye Rach. bye bye everyone bye.